0: Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Carlyn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. Summer, or actually any holiday season, is such a delightful time, isn't it? A chance to take a break from the daily grind and enjoy life to the fullest. However, all the fun aside, we often find ourselves taking a break from our health routine too. Late nights, irregular eating habits, and indulgence becomes the norm. But when the vacation season winds down, it's time to get back on track with our health. Although it may not be easy, it's essential for our well-being. If you struggle to return to your health routine, I have a valuable lesson to share. Focus on majors. Prioritize healthy eating, exercise, and above all, quality sleep. Just one interesting fact about sleep to mention – Drinking more than two servings of alcohol per day for men and more than one serving per day for women can decrease sleep quality by 39.2%. Sleep Foundation survey reports not even mentioning all the indulgent food and late night effects. And sleep is the key to your body's rejuvenation and repair process. It controls hunger and weight loss hormones, boosts energy levels, and impacts countless other vital functions. Good night's sleep will improve your well-being much more than anything else. Sleep is your major to focus on. That's why I recommend you start taking magnesium daily, but not any supplement. Get Magnesium Breakthrough by Bio-Optimizers. Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven forms of magnesium designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. The sleep benefits are truly remarkable and once your sleep is optimized, you'll find it much easier to tackle all the other major aspects of your health. Trust me, it's a game changer. Visit magbreakthrough.com backslash justingredients and enter code justingredients10, again that's justingredients10, for 10% off any order. This special offer is only available at magbreakthrough.com backslash justingredients. Jordan Gunderson is a world-famous iridologist and master herbalist. He is also an Amazon bestseller author, a husband, and a homeschooling dad. He has been featured around the world in various podcasts, news shows, documentaries, health publications, and more. He is best known as the creator of the world-famous herbal formula known as HMCTN, which has helped thousands around the world get through COVID and aid in recovery from long-haul COVID. He has also pioneered the first family iridologist program to empower families to take a proactive approach to health by learning the fundamentals of iridology in the comfort of their own homes. He runs Health Saves, an organization dedicated to helping individuals make healthier choices through faith, herbs, and food. Welcome to the show, everyone. Today, I am excited for our guest because he is going to talk on a topic that I have never had a guest talk on, on all 100 plus episodes. And so I will tell you what that topic is in just a minute, but welcome to the show, Jordan.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, like I just told the audience, it's a topic we've never heard about before on this show. So it's called iridology, you guys. That is what he does. And so before you tell us, though, about that, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and maybe how you got interested in iridology?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm now in a place where I never thought that I would be. And I think that's kind of similar to a lot of your guests that you've had on. It really came from a personal reason. But, you know, before I got into iridology, I was an undergrad at BYU for political science, I worked in marketing and business development, and then all of a sudden my wife and I got thrust into this world of health and nutrition. My wife had had 13 different health conditions that she was diagnosed with right when we got married. And that was kind of devastating to us because we were looking to create a family and to have kids, and that was kind of put on hold, it seemed. Uh, She had Crohn's disease, lupus, diabetes, arthritis, and it just seemed like our life was ending before it even started. And so she went back to school and started learning about nutrition. You know, the option was either go the medical route with tons of medications, and maybe that was gonna help, or to find another way. And we chose to try and look for things uh, at a different way. And so we started learning about nutrition and we changed our diet, made some big changes. Her next blood work was completely clean. That was about six months after. Wow. And we were like, wow, well, this is incredible. And so we started doing more research and we started doing all kinds of stuff. My wife started working with people just out of necessity because people were like, wow, what, what did you do? I need to do what you're doing. And so she started coaching people uh, on this. And we actually wrote two best selling books. One was called The Word of Wisdom, Hope, Healing, and the Destroying Angel. That was an Amazon bestseller. And then my wife wrote one for experience with Crohn's disease. And so that was kind of what got us started in the health world. Um, But then a little while into that, I broke my toe, my right big toe. I shattered it completely. And then I also got meningitis six months later. And at the time, we had started this business, and we didn't have health insurance. And we were going, oh, no. What are we going to do at least with the broken toe and so we started learning about herbs and things and i actually healed my toe with herbs and it completely healed up in about 46 weeks uh, when it was probably going to require surgery i don't recommend everybody do that but that was the route that we chose and so i went to learn about herbology i got a master's degree in herbology from that experience i, I thought i need to go and learn more about this herb stuff, these weeds that are in the ground that I have no idea about, And so we started working with people after that to help them get to their health problems with diet and with herbs. But sometimes we would have these clients that would come in where they would say, I've got this problem and I've got that. And we'd say, okay, great. We'll work on that with nutrition. We'll change up your diet. We'll get you the right kinds of nutrients and it should work itself out. But sometimes we'd be going through these things and the conventional route wasn't working for these people and we were kind of stumped and we were going, I don't understand, this should be working. And we wanted to get to the root cause. That's what we always want to do uh, with what my wife and I do is we want to get to the root cause of health problems. We have a little thing that you remove the root cause and there are no symptoms. And so iridology was an attempt to help us find the true cause of underlying problems. And it was actually for me pretty personal because we had our youngest daughter, she was born with some some issues that we couldn't quite figure out. She had all this mucus, she was having rattly coughs and you know we're eating a really good diet, she shouldn't be having those problems. So I went back to school to learn about iridology and I graduated as a certified iridologist from the International Institute of Iridology. And so once I finished my schooling, I looked in my daughter's eyes and I found what the problem was. Hmm. Uh, She had a genetic heart and lung weakness that was manifesting itself at that early age. And so knowing those things, we were then able to address it, change up her diet a little bit, get her the right kind of herbal supports and the problems went away.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. Okay, so I do wanna ask you about this iridology because like I said, A lot of people don't know what it is or maybe have even heard about it. And so let's just start at the basics. What is iridology?
1: That's a great question. So to really understand iridology, you first have to understand a little bit about the eyes and how the eyes work. So the eyes are connected directly to the nervous system and the spinal cord, and they have a close association because of those connections to the brain endocrine glands, the pituitary, the hypothalamus and pineal so the eyes are connected to a number of sources for hormonal structural and metabolic information in the body and a lot of that information is recorded in various structures of the eye so iridology is the science and practice of analyzing the structures such as the iris the sclera which is the white part and the cornea to determine conditions and levels of health And some of the information in the eyes will indicate certain genetic strengths or weaknesses or also health conditions that can develop over time and that will show up in the eyes as well. So the iris is kind of like a map of your life. It can show you where you have been, where you currently are, and where you may end up when it comes to your health. And so an iridologist is really one who can help you uncover that map and help you interpret what it means, what implications there are for your health, uh, particularly as you move forward in your life, or perhaps where you currently may be.
0: That's really interesting that it can show so much, the past, what's going on now and stuff in the future. And so why then do you think not many know about this? I mean, it's not a common treatment that I've heard about.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think a lot of it has to do with some of the history with iridology because it is uh, something that has been used for quite literally thousands of years, beginning with the ancient Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Chinese. Pretty much every culture had some form of iridology. I mean, even recently, archaeologists have found Egyptian hieroglyphs that have an eye with certain organs located in various parts of that eye, Hmm. indicating that the eye is kind of a map of the body, and whatever shows up in those areas will be associated with those organs. Alexander the Great, his doctor in his army, would select soldiers for duty based on how their irises appeared. So the closer together those iris fibers are, so if you go and look in the mirror, you'll see all these little fibers in your iris. and The closer those are together, the stronger a person is going to be mentally, physically, emotionally, and that's something that's still true today. But as far as why people don't understand or or know much about iridology, a lot of it has to do with um, what happened in the early 1900s. Iridology was practiced pretty widely in the early 20th century. However, due to economic and political pressures that came partly from the Flexner Report and the burgeoning pharmaceutical industry, Iridology was eventually dropped from the curriculum in medical schools, along with many other natural modalities, such as homeopathy and herbalism. Uh, Those things started to become less used and less taught, and they kind of just fell off the face of the earth in terms of what was being taught in medical schools. However, in Europe, it was still being researched and still being taught quite a bit Uh, It was kind of held on life support here in America with a few people, mostly naturopaths, practicing it. Bernard Jensen is probably considered the father of American iridology, and he's what kept it alive. But with two world wars, there kind of became a schism between the information flow between Europe and America about iridology. And over in Germany, there were two iridologists by the name of Josef Deck and Joseph Ongerer, and they're really fascinating guys, uh, Joseph Deck and Joseph Ongerer, uh, they have very similar stories. They were drafted as medics by the Nazis in World War II, and then they were captured by the Russians. And then when they came home after the war, they began studying the Iris and when Deck was captured, he was allowed to be a medic for the Russians. able to start correlating what he found in patients' eyes. With their past medical history. So when he came home, he was like, I need to know more about this. I want to find what's going on here. And so what he started doing is he started corroborating his findings in the eyes with medical doctors. So he was very, very research-based and would not publish anything that had not been corroborated. Joseph Ongerer, he was very similar and became a medical doctor and a professor of medicine. And with his research on aridology, he would not Publish anything without having them first vetted by his peers. So he was also very much research based, vetting everything that he found. And so that's kind of where things split between the Americans and the Germans.
0: That actually is really interesting. And so let's talk about iridology a little bit. What is it that you can actually see in the iris? I mean, you've talked about that you can see different organs and things, and then you can see the past and in the future, but are you seeing like what's going on with the adrenals and what's going on with the heart and all these different organs, or what do you see exactly?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, What's interesting about iridology is that it actually used to be called iris diagnosis. That was the term for it, but that was changed to iris analysis by a doctor named John Arnold uh, a long time ago uh, to really give... A better terminology because you can't really diagnose just based on the iris you have to have some input from the person but here in america we don't use it for diagnosis and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more as to how it can be useful then but like you said we can see a lot of things in the iris based on where certain markings go up we can see the genetic strength or weakness of various tissues in the body because The iris is divided up into sections that correspond with certain areas in the body. When particular features show up in those sections of the iris, that can give us some information as to the genetic strength or weakness of that area of the body, or perhaps something that has come about more recently. So for example, the iris is made up of iris fibers, like I mentioned, we call those trabeculas, and one of the most common features that show up in these trabeculas are these little or large separations they kind of look like a hole inside those iris fibers we call those things lacunas which really just means separation and the size depth and shape of those lacunas will determine how physically weak the tissue is in the body So if there's a lacuna in the lung area, for example, there may be a tendency to tissue weakness inside the lungs. And depending on how deep it is, that will determine the severity. So if it's pretty shallow, it's not going to be a big deal, but if it's pretty deep, that may be a a large problem. And those weaknesses tend to manifest themselves more as a person ages, we can also see things that have accumulated over time like i mentioned and these are things like an underacid stomach or too much acidity in the body colon congestion blood sugar regulation problems cholesterol plaque buildup iron absorption irregularities and things like that
0: wow that is really interesting you can see all of that in the eye Okay, Mm -hmm. so is there a common health condition that you commonly see in people's eyes today or no?
1: Yeah, there's quite a few that I, I often see. One of the biggest ones that I will see is an under acidic stomach. And this often appears as a dark ring immediately around the pupil. If you go look in the mirror, you might not be able to see it because it's so tiny. And that's why I use a camera to take digital photography take really high quality pictures of people's irises, and then I throw it up on the computer screen so I can really make a good analysis. So that's one common one that I'll often see is an under acid stomach. And I think that has to deal with a lot of dietary things that's caused by a lot of dietary things that we have going on today. Uh, Lots of processed foods contribute to not having enough hydrochloric acid in the stomach to break down your food and absorb your nutrients the right way. So that's a really common one. Another common one that I'll see is pancreatic pigmentation. And these show up as little orange pigments inside the iris. And that's an indication of some blood sugar regulation problems. Mm. And what's really interesting about this is that it's not like blood work. When a doctor is looking at your blood and they'll, they'll find some markers and they'll say, Oh, you have diabetes. This is very different. We can often detect things a lot sooner than doctors can often detect things, but we don't say, oh, you've got diabetes. We say, oh, you've got a blood sugar regulation challenge. So we have to use different terminology so that we're not stepping into the medical world because I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose diseases, but we can tell a lot about your health from things that are showing up in the eyes and pancreas problems. That's a, that's a big one today.
0: You know, I'm not surprised because I've been told by numerous doctors on here that 80% of people deal with insulin resistance. And so I'm sure you see a lot of that then in the eye.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is a huge problem. And it goes back to a lot of dietary things, processed foods, and really high sugary foods combined with fat. And that combination is is not a good combination. And so that just puts a really big strain on our our pain to to work really hard.
0: And back to the one of not having enough stomach acid. I find that really interesting because again, it was like 69% of people have digestive issues. And that is a lot of people not being able to absorb their nutrients and break down their food to get all of those important nutrients from their food. And it's people supplementing with all these supplements but yet not absorbing that because they're not even breaking down the supplements. And so I found that really interesting about the stomach acid.
1: Yeah, that's a huge one because it also leads to so many other things. Like you're mentioning that a lot of times when somebody has an under-acidic stomach, they will often have an over-acidic small intestine and colon. Hmm. Because that food is not getting digested, it's not being broken down in the stomach. So then it's not digesting very well in the small intestine and in the colon and it starts to ferment in the wrong places. You know, we should have some gut fermentation inside the colon, but not so much in the small intestine. And that creates a really acidic environment. And when we have that kind of acidic environment, that's prime territory for things like cancer, uh, bacteria, viruses, fungus, parasites. But those are things that we can't see in the iris. We can't see cancer. We can't see viruses. We can't see parasites, even though some iridologists may claim that you can
0: Okay, so that's interesting to know that there are certain things you definitely can see and help with, but there are some limitations to this.
1: Yeah, there are some limitations. We can see a lot of different things. We can see things like colon congestion, kidney congestion, lymphatic congestion, liver congestion, inorganic salt buildup inside the arteries, poor circulation. You know, in my analyses with people, I go over 130 analysis points. Oh, wow. So there's a lot you can see, but there's things that we can't see. You know, we cannot see things like cancer. We can't see tumors. We can't see candida overgrowth. We can't see diseases by name. We can't see blood cholesterol levels. We can't see blood glucose levels. So there are some limitations there.
0: So that everyone knows, I actually did a really quick analysis. You did it for me at a health conference that we were at, and you just did it really quick. Usually it's, Like you said, you come to your place and you actually explain how you do it. And then I'll tell you what I was going to say about mine.
1: So what I will do often is I'll have people come to my office and we'll take pictures of their irises. And depending on what the person wants to do, we can either analyze those pictures right there pretty briefly, or I can compile a full report on their irises. And I feel like that's the most valuable because this is something that you can refer back to quite a bit. And it gives you a whole readout on every organ and major structure in your body, as well as things that may have accumulated over time. So I'll take pictures of their irises and then I will go through and systematically grade and analyze each point. I can also do, and this is what most iridologists will do is they'll use a light and a lens and just look at a person's eyes right then and there. However, I feel that photography is the best way to Make that analysis.
0: Yeah. So, because like I said, I met you at a conference and you just did a really brief one. You took the picture and then just did it from there. But I was so intrigued by you because you said, Oh, you've had adrenal issues. I can tell from your eyes that you've had that in the past or still having it. And I'm like, Yeah, I've had adrenal issues since I was in my 20s. And so, how is it that you see adrenal issues?
1: It will often appear as a little, either a lacuna, like I mentioned, one of those genetic weaknesses. And what that indicates is that there may not be enough blood flow coming to that tissue to give it the nutrients that it needs. Or it may mean that in some way that tissue didn't develop right at birth. It could be genetic factors that your parents or grandparents passed on. And what often happens is a person may have a weak tissue in the adrenal glands, for example. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're always going to be weak. Uh, What will often happen is that when a person experiences stress in their life, any kind of stress, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, uh, any kind of stressor will put a strain on that area that's weak inside the body. And that's when they'll start to manifest. And so when a person ages, they've usually been under a lot more stress throughout their life. And so that's when those things start to show up a lot more is when there's some kind of stressor that triggers that tissue to to act up or to not be functioning properly.
0: Okay, that's so interesting. So I was at the conference with a friend and you also looked at her eye really quick and I can't remember what you said, but it had to do something with the color of her eyes. So can the colors of your eye tell you different health conditions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a subset of iridology known as constitutional iridology. And within constitutional iridology, there are only three types of eye colors. There is the blue, which we call lymphatic iris type. And this can appear blue or blue green or gray. And what's interesting about people who have green eyes, usually they will have a blue iris, but they will also have some yellow pigmentation. And that yellow pigmentation uh, is an indication of some kidney congestion, some kidney challenges. And interestingly enough, the lymphatic iris type, this blue iris type, they are more prone to things like lymphatic congestion, kidney congestion, over acidity problems and skin eruptions. Hmm. There's also the mixed iris type, which is a mix between brown and blue. We call that a biliary iris type, and these are light brown irises. That's how they appear. And they may be predisposed to things like digestive issues, liver and gallbladder congestion, pancreatic insufficiencies, and intestinal immune issues. Then we also have what we call the true brown iris type. And these are like really dark brown eyes. It's also called hematogenic. And those iris types will be prone to things like liver and gallbladder congestion, iron metabolism issues, varicose veins, and heart disease. Those are all some kind of general predispositions that someone with that iris type will have. Uh, But what's really interesting is that each person in the world has blue eyes. Most people in the world, however, have melanin pigment deposited over the iris fibers, those trabeculas, so they appear brown. Hmm. Uh, I've had people who have super dark brown eyes come in and we take pictures of their, their irises and I say, hey, look at this, and we zoom in really close, and you can see the blue underneath where that pigment didn't get deposited away. Now, a long time ago in American iridology, there was this belief that you know everybody in the world has blue eyes, which is true, but there was this belief that if you had brown eyes, it was actually an indication of a lot of toxins in your body, and you had to do a lot of cleansing, and your eyes would go back to being blue. So these people would do all these cleansing programs for years and years and years and nothing would happen, their eyes wouldn't change. And so that's kind of where iridology got a bad uh, reputation as being kind of hokey. Uh, That was kind of one of the things because these people would do all this cleansing and it wouldn't change their eye colors at all. Now, there are some brown colors that can be an indication of toxins, but not something that's genetic, like or your whole eye is brown. That's just something you're always going to have. And so doing a certain amount of cleansing isn't going to change that necessarily.
0: Okay, I'm still confused on this blue eye thing because you learn in your genetic classes, right? That, you know, some have blue eyes, some have brown eyes, et cetera. So you're saying all people have blue eyes, but it's just pigmentation over the blue eyes causing them to be the brown or the green or things like that.
1: Right. The current thought is that people who have blue eyes are actually a genetic mutation. So where they don't have that melanin pigment that's the genetic mutation. So everybody in the world still has blue eyes, but the people who have the true blue eyes, when you look at them, it looks blue. They're the mutants who don't have that melanin pigment. So that's kind of the pervading thought.
0: You learn something new every day. I just learned something new today. So another question I have for you is, Can someone use this just for diagnosing their overall health conditions or like their overall wellness? Would that be a reason to come see you?
1: Yeah. A lot of people who come see me come for a couple of different reasons. The main one is often they're looking to get healthy and they don't know where to start. They know they've got some problems, but they're not really sure. And so what we'll do is we'll do an iris analysis and we'll give them some areas that they can focus on and kind of use all of that information, really look at the whole person and then kind of come up with a plan as to where they can start. And this is for anybody who is, you know, a little more, they want to work with their doctor. That's great. This can help inform your doctor as to where you can start working and where you can look. Um, Maybe your doctor could order some tests to get certain uh, blood work done because there's all kinds of blood tests that you can do. Um, and it could get pretty pricey if you're just trying to shoot it with a shotgun and find, um, all that you can through your blood. So that's, that's a good way that people can use iridology. Other times people don't know what's wrong with them and doctors don't know either. For example, I had a client who came in, she had been diagnosed with IBD. She had Crohn's disease and she was working on that with her doctor. Nothing was working. She wasn't getting well. And so she came to my wife to get help with diet and she started working on changing her diet and doing the program that my wife had created for her own problems but it just still wasn't working and we were kind of baffled and going well this should be working it should ease those symptoms and it just wasn't working for her so we did an iris analysis i looked at her eyes and i actually found out that she had a real problem With pancreatic enzyme secretion. So her pancreas was not secreting digestive enzymes well enough. And so her digestion was really poor. And so we started working on that part of things and her problems started to clear up. So iridology is really good at helping to find the cause, particularly when you think you might know what the cause is and what you're doing just is not getting to the cause. There was a man a Swedish pastor, he was one of the fathers of iridology. His name was Mills Lilliquist. And he said that a man can lie, but the eyes never lie.
0: Love that. It's so fascinating what you can find within the iris and within the eye. Okay, so I have another question. So I'm just thinking, like, if I came to you, well, like I did, and I saw that there was adrenal issues, I'm just wondering how you integrate this with medical People and with health, other health practices because do I go to a doctor and say hey some guy saw in my eye that I have adrenal issues <laughs> you know can you help me and they're probably like who did you go see and why is some guy looking in your eye like how do we get these to complement one another
1: yeah that's a great question and it kind of depends on the person I've had people who were completely mainstream wouldn't touch dietary protocols wouldn't touch herbal protocols with ten foot pole. And then I've also had clients who hadn't seen a doctor in 50 years and refused to do anything that was not from the dirt. So it's, it's really for everyone. And it's kind of dependent upon the person. I once had a client come to me who wanted to know just in general, what he could do to get healthy. And I said, well, let's find out where your weaknesses are. Let's, let's see what's in your eyes. And so we took some pictures of his eyes and I noticed that there was this hazy ring around his iris. And that's what we call a corneal arcus. And it's an indication that there's some problems going on inside the bloodstream, perhaps the heart with inorganic calcium and cholesterol plaque buildup. And so I asked him, I said, hey, have you met with your doctor recently? He's like, oh, yeah, I I go regularly. I visit with my doctor. And I said, has he said anything to you about your heart, about maybe heart disease, anything like that? And he said, no, he says, my heart's looking great. And I said, well, I think you need to go meet with a cardiologist because what I'm seeing here looks pretty serious. And that's the first thing that I'm going to have you do is you need to make sure that there's not a problem. And so he went to meet with a cardiologist about a month later. And it turns out that he had a major blockage in one of his main arteries. Wow. So if he hadn't gone to see that cardiologist, he wouldn't have had those two witnesses. You know, what I told him and what the cardiologist told him that there was a big problem that he needed to take care of. And so that's one example of someone who, you know, wanted to work with his doctor and that's great. I'm fully supportive of that. But I also had another client who didn't want to go to doctors. She didn't want to Take care of her health in the normal way that most people do. She wanted to do everything natural. She was very go getter. You know, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do things on my own. And so she wanted me to help her know where to look. And one of the problems she was dealing with was chronic seizures, and doctors really didn't know what was causing them. And that kind of, it's kind of what led her to not want to go that route. And when I looked in her eyes, I found that there were some serious pancreas and blood sugar challenges. And I said, Hey, have you ever struggled with like low blood sugar or high blood sugar? And she was just kind of like, Oh, well, I don't know. And so I said, that's the most important thing I think for you, I have a hunch that that's playing a big role in what's going on with your seizures. Um, So if I were you, I would really get a handle on the blood sugar. And so once she started doing things to stabilize her blood sugar, make sure it wasn't going too low. Make sure it wasn't going too high. She stopped having seizures. And so for her, it was, you know, she wanted to do it on her own. So that's just one example to contrast the other example, somebody who wants to do it on their own, you know, that's your choice. Somebody who wants to work with their doctor that can totally happen as well. I mean, if you tell a doctor that, Hey, I met with this iridologist and they told me X, Y, or Z they're going to kind of roll their eyes. That's just kind of the reputation of iridology in this country. Whereas in other countries around the world, medical doctors use it. Uh, I think in Russia, you have to be a medical doctor to be able to use iridology. You can't just be some normal guy like me.
0: Well, that's also fascinating. And I really wish that in America, we would just use all of these alternative ways of you know, looking at the body and use them all together. I have a story that is sort of goes along with this, but it was with foot zoning because same thing, they can sort of see what's going on in the body, but they can't diagnose, you know, per se. And so I was getting a foot zone done and they were saying, oh, we feel something in your transversal colon. You should maybe go get a colonoscopy. And so I just went and got a colonoscopy. I didn't say to them, oh, my foot zoner told me to come here. I just went and got a colonoscopy and sure enough, they found a polyp. In that transversal colon and so i feel like the iridology is the same thing like here we can help you with your overall health and show you and you know and see what's going on but then take this info if there is something concerning or you know a health issue take this health issue to the doctor
1: yeah absolutely and we can say you know you've got this problem that you're predisposed to you might want to focus on that here are some things you can do diet wise here are some herbs that have been known to support that particular area. And that's kind of what I do is help people know what all the options are so that they can choose for themselves and really make an informed choice. Um, so they don't just go and get on medication because that might not be right for every person.
0: Oh, I love that you mentioned that because it can be really helpful in preventative measures then too. I mean, If you see that you've got maybe potential heart issues and that's something you can always be concerned of and be aware of and work with a doctor on.
1: Yeah, each person's unique and you can't approach things in a cookie cutter fashion. So how a certain type of feature manifests in one person's life may be different than how the same kind of feature manifests itself in another person's life. So you really have to look at the individual, then also look at the complete picture. Like I mentioned earlier with the under-acid stomach, what is that under-acid stomach doing to the rest of the body? That's, that's also a big part of it. I think a lot of the problem today in the health world is that it's very reductive. We reduce things down to the smallest part. And in the process we lose sight of the whole person. So for example, if someone gets diagnosed with diabetes and they start taking insulin, they're often not thinking about the role that other organs play in that insulin resistance. You know, the liver plays a huge role in blood sugar management as do the kidneys and the adrenal glands. What if the person has some issues going on there so we like to look at the whole person and that's where i think iridology really shines is it's a very cost effective way to get a look at the whole body
0: i love that there are things out there that help people understand what's going on inside their body and to see their overall health so i do have a a few more last questions so can anyone have this done meaning kids specifically is who I'm talking about, but I mean, can you be pregnant kids really old? I mean, who is it for?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You can use it with kids. You can use it with babies if you're trained to, to know how to work with them. I mean, it's, it's a little bit harder with kids up until about age five or six, when they can kind of sit still for just a, a split second to get that picture taken. Uh, you know, I took pictures of my own kid's eyes when they were young, uh, it was a little difficult to get a clear picture because they were kind of squirmy. Um, but that's kind of why I created what we call the at-home iridology course. Is It's a course that can teach parents and caretakers to use iridology in their own home. So we go over all the basics, what kinds of signs there are. We go over some anatomy to help people understand a little bit about parts of the body. But then parents can use that when their child is born and they can look in their eyes and say, Oh my goodness, I can see a little kidney weakness in there. That's something they might struggle with. We're going to have to make sure that we stay on top of that. So that's a really great way that parents, even parents can do it. So from about five to six, that's when we can take pictures. We can also use a light in a lens, but sometimes when I'm working with kids, they'll try to look at the, the light that's shining right in their eye. Uh, so it's a little hard that way. Uh, but then all the way up until Older people, anybody, it's really for anybody.
0: Okay, good to know. Okay, so I have another question because a lot of my followers deal with things like depression, anxiety, ADHD, metal toxicity, autoimmune issues. So is this something that could be beneficial in helping them with these issues?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great question. Some of the things that we can do to help with those issues are we can find influencing factors so for example with something like depression it's often times we see some kind of toxic buildup inside the colon or we'll often see some liver congestion i've seen those things in a lot of people who've said that they struggle with depression or anxiety, um, anxiety another one i'll often see is the person will have some kind of adrenal weakness and so by knowing what influencing factors could be playing a role, then the person can do things to unwind some of those issues. We can also see oftentimes um, metal toxicity inside the body, not all the time. And I think most people kind of have some kind of heavy metals in their body these days. um, But that is something that we can see when somebody has a lot that's built up, it will often show up in the iris. Uh, we can't say what kind of metal it is, we can't, you know, name it or anything. But we can see some of those things. And so knowing what those factors are, can help put you on the right path to unwinding that.
0: Wow, this could really be beneficial to a lot of people, because I have a lot of followers that deal with depression, just because that's my story. And so they follow me. But I always tell them, you've got to go figure out what your root causes. Depression's your body screaming at you that something is wrong, that it needs help, it needs nourishment, it needs something, right? And so this would be another way for people to maybe just go see what their underlying root cause is, correct?
1: Correct. And just a note on that depression, there was actually a huge study that came out last year that kind of blew the lid off the predominant view of what depression is. It was this review of all these studies that have been done on depression and the hormone imbalance theory. And what they found was that people who had depression still had high levels of serotonin. And so they were going, "Hmm, that's kind of weird. Depression isn't just caused by a hormone imbalance. Um, That was their conclusion and that it's multifactorial. And so that's why it's really key to find, like you're mentioning there, what that person's root causes it could be trauma it could be tissue weakness it could be a hormone imbalance it could be poor diet it could be all these different factors and so iridology is really best utilized when it's combined with a holistic approach to someone's health problems and that's a large part of what i try to do i try to give people a lot of things that they can do to work on their health problems not just a here's an herb, here's a food, here's a pill, that's not really the way that our health works.
0: Well, I love that you take a whole body approach and that is what is so hard about depression because everybody's root causes can be different. It's not the same for any one person. And so I love that maybe you could use iridology for that. I'm curious, can you see inflammation in the body? Because inflammation seems to be the root cause of so many people's illnesses these days with depression, autoimmune issues. Is that something you can see or not necessarily?
1: Yes, we can see inflammation in the body. It will often show up as like a brightness or one of the trabeculas that's really white in color or a little bit, it'll look like it's raised a little bit. That could be an area in the body that is experiencing a little more acute inflammation. Oftentimes where there are genetic weaknesses with those lacunas though, oftentimes those will become inflamed just because they're genetically weak. And so that inflammation is just the body's response to some kind of toxin, some kind of issue that's going on to try and uh, protect that area. And so, yes, in a way we can see inflammation, unless there's like a deep genetic weakness there, then it's most likely that that place is going to become inflamed pretty often.
0: Wow. As I'm sitting here, I'm like thinking, I need to bring all my kids to you because I would love to hear, you know, just what their eyes say about them. I've got a few that I feel like we battle a few different health issues. And so I would love to bring them to you. So in fact, why don't you tell my listeners where they can learn more from you or where they could actually come see you at?
1: Yeah. So you can find me, my website is healthsaves.org. You can reach me at, Jordan at healthsaves.org. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram, Jordan.Gunderson. And we have our at-home iridology course available. If you want to learn this and do it yourself, it's at homeiridology.com. And so you can schedule an appointment with me on my website, or you can reach out to me and, and we can chat.
0: Do you have to be in person to do this, or can you do it for those that live far away?
1: In person is always the best i find a lot of times when people take pictures of their eyes with like a phone camera or a digital camera without any special kind of lighting it often changes the iris to a shade of blue with the blue light that's coming from phones and and things and so it's a little bit harder to do it virtually i know there are some people that do it i just find personally that i want to make sure that it's, a, that it's a really good analysis it's very thorough and accurate So I prefer to do in person. I don't have anything available for virtual stuff at this
0: time. Okay, good to know. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I know this was very eye-opening to all the followers. I'd be impressed if some even knew what iridology is. So I'm thankful that you do it. And hopefully we can spread the word out there. So it becomes more and more trendy or more and more used. Do you feel like it's becoming more used these days? Are people learning about it?
1: Yeah, I do feel like a lot more people are learning about it. I have seen multiple people who have asked me about iridology um, and have asked me how to, to learn about it. Um, I've also seen people on social media talking about it. So I feel like it is kind of becoming more, um, more used, especially here in the United States. I, I know for a fact that it's used a lot in other countries, particularly in South America, a lot of doctors in South America and even in Mexico will do thyroidology, but I do feel like a lot more people are, are looking to it, um, particularly because of, I think there's a mistrust in the, the medical system that has kind of grown over the last few years. And so I, I do feel like it's kind of growing.
0: I love it. I feel like people are wakening up to yeah. nutrition. What they put in their body is really important, but they're also realizing that there's lots of other different treatments out there and different ways to see what's going on with your health. And so I'm really glad to have had you on today to teach my followers and listeners about iridology. So thank you so much for being here. I always end my show by asking my guests what they have found to be the best ingredient to life. What would you say it is?
1: I think one of the best ingredients to life is knowledge. The book of Hosea in the Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And it's knowledge about how our bodies work and nutrition that saved my wife's life. It's knowledge about how the body works together using my degrees and understanding of iridology that has led me to this point in my career and has helped me help hundreds and thousands of people around the world. And it's my knowledge of God and his goodness that has brought me to where I am today and given me hope that there are answers to the common problems that we face.
0: I love that. It's knowledge that saved me also and helped me because it's knowledge of the food that it can nourish your body and heal your body and things like that. And what we put in our body is really important to our overall health and well being. And so I love that you chose the word knowledge. So thank you for that. And thank you again for being here. I know my listeners have learned a lot. So thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.